Chapter Seven of Life of Luther. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Cheyenne Arrowsmith. Life of Luther, by Gustav A. Just. Chapter Seven. Luther's student days. One. Luther in Magdeburg. When Luther was fourteen years of age, he bade farewell to his parents and home, and with his friend Hans Ranneke went to Magdeburg, for his father wished to give him a thorough education. Having received no spending money from home. They were forced to live upon the alms gathered on the way from charitable hands. In Magdeburg, Luther attended the high school, a noted school of that day. But here, as everywhere, the false doctrines of popery prevailed, and sweet comfort of the gospel was not preached. The poor pupils were directed to perform such works and penances as the Roman Church considered meritorious. Luther relates the following incident as illustrating the monastic sanctity of those days. With these my eyes, I saw a prince of Anhalt in a frere's cow begging for bread in the streets and bending under the sack like an ass. He looked like a spectre, nothing but skin and bones. Whoever saw him smacked with devotion and had to be ashamed with his secular calling. In bodily things also, little Martin had to endure much hardship. It is true, lodge and shelter were supplied by the city, and the instruction given by the monks was free of charge. But the pupils themselves had to provide their support. Because of his father's poverty, Luther received but little assistance from home and was compelled to sing for his daily bread at the doors of the citizens. He relates the following story of his experiences at that time. During the Christmas holidays, we made excursions into the neighboring villages and sang at the doors the Christmas carols in full parts in order to obtain our living. At one time, a peasant came out of his house and called to us in a rough tone of voice, "Boys, where are you?" This so terrified us that we scattered in all directions. We were so frightened that we did not notice the sausage in his hand, and it required no little coaxing to recall us. While at Magdeburg, Luther was taken sick with a violent and distressing fever. Although he suffered great thirst, he was forbidden to drink water. But on a certain Friday, when all had gone to church, his thirst became so unendurable that he crept upon his hands and knees into the kitchen, seized a vessel filled with fresh water, and drank it with great relish. Then he dragged himself back to his bed, went soundly to sleep, and when he awoke, the fever was gone. Lack of support forced him to leave Magdeburg at the end of the year. Two, Luther in Eisenach. After a short stay under the parental roof, Luther complied with the wish of his parents 
and attended the high school at Eisnack. His mother had many relatives there, and hoped that they would do something for poor Martin. But these hopes were disappointed, and therefore at Eisnack also he lived in great poverty. Again he had to gain his daily bread by singing and saying prayers before the houses. The gifts so received were called particles, that is, crumbs. In after years, Luther said, I have also been such a beggar of particles, taking my bread at the doors, especially in Eisnack, my beloved city. At times, however, his poverty so depressed him that he determined to return to his parents and help his father in the mines. But at last God graciously provided for him. For some time already, his earnest singing and praying had won for him the heart of a pious matron, Frau Kutta. One day, therefore, when together with other scholars, he was again singing at her door, she took him into her house and gave him a place at her table. Thus, by God's wonderful providence, he was relieved of this care for his daily bread and could now joyfully devote himself entirely to his studies. Luther never forgot his benefactress, Mrs. Cotta, and in later years, when her son studied in Wittenberg, he received him into his house. Luther delighted in attending the Latin school at Eisnack. He was especially fond of the principal of the school, John Tripleness, who treated his scholars with the greatest love and consideration. Upon entering the schoolroom, he would remove his academic cap and did not replace it till he had taken his seat at the desk. To the other teachers, he said, Among these young pupils, sit some of whom God may make our future mayors, chancellors, learned doctors, and rulers. Although you do not know them now, it is proper that you should honor them. Luther outranked all his fellow pupils, and when, at one time, the celebrated Professor Tutwetter of Alford visited Eisnack, Luther, being the most fluent Latin orator of the school, was called upon to deliver the address of welcome. After the reception, Tutvetter said to Trebleness, Sir, you have a good school here. It is in excellent condition. Keep an eye on that Luther. There is something in that boy. By all means, prepare him for the university and send him to us at Elford. Thereupon he patted Luther on the back and said, My son, the Lord has bestowed special gifts upon thee. Use them faithfully in his service. When thou art ready and wishest to come to us at Alford, remember that thou hast a good friend there, Dr. Jodokos Trutwetter. Appeal to him, he will give thee a friendly reception. 3. Luther in Elford At the expiration of four years, Luther finished his studies at Eisnack, and in 1501, seventeen years of age, he matriculated at the celebrated university at Elford, where he found a fatherly friend in Tutwetter. God had now so blessed his father's persevering diligence and economy 
that luther had to suffer no want at elford in later years luther said in praise of his father he supported me at the university of elford with great love and fidelity and by his arduous labour he helped me to attain my present position his father wished martin to become a jurist wherefore luther zealously devoted himself to the study of jurisprudence although he was naturally of a wide awake and cheerful disposition he nevertheless began his studies every morning with fervent prayers and attendance at mass his motto was diligent prayer is the half of study here at elford in the library he found the book of all books the bible which he had never seen before he was surprised to see that it contained more than the epistles and gospels which were usually read at the church while turning the leaves of the old testament he happened upon the story of samuel and hannah he read it hurriedly with great interest and joy and wished that god might some day give him such a book and make of him such a pious samuel this wish was abundantly fulfilled it is true after enduring manifold tribulations and trials while at the university luther was seized with a severe illness and he thought he was about to die an old priest came to see him and comforted him with these words my dear bachelor be of good cheer you will not die of this illness god will yet make a great man of you who will comfort many people for whom god loveth and whom he would make a blessing to his fellow-man upon him he early lays the cross for in the school of affliction patient people learn much luther however soon forgot this comfort not long after this while on the journey to his home with a companion and not far from elford he accidentally rang his rapier which after the custom of the students hung at their side into his leg severing the main artery his friend hurried back to call a physician in the meantime luther endeavoured to stanch the flow of blood lying on his back compressing the wound but the limbs swelled frightfully and luther beset with mortal fear cried out mary help me in the following night the wound began to bleed afresh and again he called upon mary only later in life he said at that time i would have died trusting mary not long after death suddenly robbed him of a good friend and this also tended to increase his melancholy in such periods of depression he would often exclaim oh when wilt thou become really pious and atone for thy sins and obtain the grace of god with increasing power he then heard a voice within him saying over there rise the peaceful walls of the augustinian cloister they are beckoning you and saying come to us here separated from the noise of the world your trembling soul will find a rest and peace what was he to do for the sake of recreation luther in fifteen o five paid a visit to his parents 
upon his return in the vicinity of Elford, a terrible storm suddenly broke upon him. The lightning, followed by a fearful crash of thunder, struck close beside him, and overcome and stunned, he fell to the ground, crying out, Help, dear son Anne, I will immediately become a monk. For it was only in this manner that he hoped to appease God and to find peace and rest for his soul. End of chapter 7 Recording by Cheyenne Arrowsmith